You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Curtain up theater people and welcome to your program as your ticket coming to you from Midtown Manhattan right in the middle of Broadway. My name is Sean Chandler and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. I am so excited for tonight's show, as your program is your ticket has taken a field trip. We are in Easton, Pennsylvania, where I have the absolute honor of interviewing the creator and executive producer, Shelley Brown, and PR representative and producer, Jamie Balliott of the Freddie Awards. Now, let me tell you why the Freddie Awards are so special. On May 22, 2003, the State Theater Center for the Arts made history by becoming the first performing arts center in the country to produce, along with broadcast partner WFMZ Channel 69, a three-hour live television show to recognize and reward outstanding achievement in high school musical theater. I love that. It was an extraordinary triumph for creator and executive producer Shelley Brown and her dedicated staff. Regional high schools from the Lehigh, Northampton, and Warren County, New Jersey region now have their own Tonys, the Freddie Awards. This amazing program directly affects over 2,900 students in their area each year. In addition, hundreds of thousands of people experience the students' hard work and dedication to theater arts by enjoying the Freddie Awards ceremony, which is broadcast live on WFMZ Channel 69. Over $1 million in scholarships, internships, and community awards have been distributed through the Freddie Awards program since 2003. That is so amazing. The Freddie Awards program has been awarded the 2008 Two Rivers Area Chamber of Commerce Award, the 2011 Allentown Arts Ovation Award, the 2015 United Way Air Products Leonard Pool Award, the 2016 Bethlehem Fine Arts Tribute Award, and the 2017 Northampton County Council of Teachers Friends of Education Award. The live broadcast of the Freddie itself has been honored of the Freddies, excuse me, itself has been honored with two regional Emmy Awards, one in 2005 and one in 2011. It's received five additional Emmy nominations, six Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters Awards, including the 2008 Award for Outstanding Television Program Designed for Children, and six Associated Press Awards for Public Affairs. Wow. That is a shelf of trophies. That's so wonderful. Now, let me tell you the story of how I found this incredible group of people. Earlier this year, I was in Chicago working on my musical, We the People. I was in a hotel room by myself, and I couldn't sleep, so I looked up theater documentaries on Netflix and came across a documentary called Most Valuable Players. Now, that's players with an S on the end, because I want you to look it up and watch it. From the first frame, I was absolutely riveted. Cut to an hour and a half later, and I'm sitting in my hotel room in tears. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm crying. I was so emotionally moved by the story, the history, and most especially, the beautiful grace of the Freddies overall. Now, the show was filmed in, in 2008. Excuse me, the documentary was filmed in 2008 and released in 2010. Most Valuable Players by Canyon Back Films is part of Oprah Winfrey Networks. That's the own network, Documentary Film Club, which premiered in 2011. I have been telling everyone I know back in New York and everywhere else about this wonderful organization, and I am so happy to bring on the stars themselves. So let's bring them on. Folks, please welcome to the show creator and executive producer Shelley Brown and PR representative and producer Jamie Balliott of The Freddies. 
Hi, ladies, and welcome to your program is your ticket. Wow, thank you, thank you Sean. Oh, what, th- a, what an intro. Thank you. Well, you deserve it. You've worked so hard, and it's just such a wonderful show. Um, I, I am so serious when I tell you that it was in the middle of the night in a snowstorm in Chicago, and I'm in, I'm in my room, and I'm crying. It was just, it moved me so much, the wonderful work that you're doing for these kids. I wish it was around when I was a theater kid. Well, we hear that, hear that all the time. I, I so, and you know, and I, I got encouragement myself <clears throat> with, um, with my teacher, but it, it would have really, it's, it's such a nice, wonderful thing. So Shelly, tell us, tell us about that first moment, that first glint of an idea that you had to create the Freddies. Well, it was a moment of theft, really. Uh, some of it. I mean, I was at a regional theater meeting somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. I was 10 years into my job here running the theater, and we were going around the table talking about stuff that we did at our various venues. And this one woman said, well, we do X, Y, and Z, and then we have our high school musical theater program. And then the conversation kept going. And I went over afterward and I said, tell me about that. What do you do? And she described it as being based on the Tony Awards and doing it with the kids in their community. And and um, I came back and, and I asked one of our staff to go up and see it. And he did and came back and said, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I found out that the state of New Jersey, the, actually the Paper Mill Playhouse, oh, yeah. uh, does their own. Um, there's a called the Rising Star Awards, mm-hmm. uh, which encompasses the entire state of New Jersey. I mean, they send their evaluators through the whole state. I mean, it's huge. And so we went, and a bunch of us got in a car and went, and they were kind enough. Everybody in this who has a program like this is very nice about sharing it. And they told us all about it, and they said it's really great. And the, the final show at the end, you know, the big the big deal is in the theater it could be it could be in a much larger venue it's full of kids and you know and so I just kept thinking you know um why would you go to all this trouble and not have everybody in your community be able to see it um which was an interesting moment for me if I could just digress for a second because I had been in television for almost 20 years before I came here right and had pretty much thought with the occasional thing I would do on TV for somebody else, I just thought TV was not in my life anymore. And I love television. And it was just something I left behind. And it, it was at that moment, because I was a television producer, and I, and I saw it as a television special. And what I saw was a, a show that would be like the Tonys, without the adults. <laughs> and the main thing, without all the, the talking about themselves at the microphone. And I thought, sure. we could do this. And so the staff was on board. Our board was on board. And that's how it was born. I mean, there are 40 or 50 of these programs in the country, but nobody does a live television show the way we do. Wow. Nobody does. And what's, it's hard. Yeah, it's and what's interesting hard. about that is we are blessed in this community to have a local television station who make their own decisions, which was extremely important oh, yeah. in this because you don't have to deal with a network. or I mean, we were talking about other community people, and at first I think they remember they wanted to tape it, and Shelley convinced them. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smart thing to say. Well, I mean, uh, it was interesting. It's, it was the commercial television station. We have one independent station in the market here. Mm-hmm. And I, that was not where my background was. I was with the PBS station. So, But the, the general manager knew me 
knew, you know, knew what I had done. And so it took a lot of convincing to get him to do it in the first place. But then he said, we'll do it taped. And I admit that I really went low on that one because I said to him, but everybody's going to scoop it. You know, all the other media are going to scoop it. People aren't going to watch it knowing that, who I mean, won. when they already know who won. Wow. And, I mean, I really smart. appeal to his baser instincts of, <laughs> and uh, because it was not the smart thing to do. I mean, we, we, we laugh about that now. He should have said, no, we're going we're gonna to tape it the yeah. first year. And uh, I think it all just, you know, happened that we did it live, which was doing the very first time of something so big and with so many moving parts without a net. I mean, it, it's unbelievable that he agreed to do that. It still is. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. and overnight, overnight by morning, it was, it was part of the fabric of this community. Just Literally, like you're talking about TV people who don't know a lot about theater just jumping sure. in and saying, okay, we trust Shelley Brown in the State Theater and let's do this. And, well, you know. It- well, yeah, and, and the thing that's so hard is layering a television show with audio and video and layering it over something that's a live show. I mean, look at things like the Tonys and the Oscars. I mean, they have enormous budgets, weeks to prepare. Yeah. I mean, it's this, this thing is a miracle. And part of the miracle was that the people who decided to do it in the first place, all of us, right. kind of were in the right place at the right time. You know, if you, if you look at your life and you say, wow, if I had never left TV, I wouldn't have known how to do this. He wouldn't have known me. The guys here just said, heck yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's I'm do it. I'm not sure that was the reaction. Well, that's the way I remember <laughs> right. it. I think, job I think we were all a little scared just because she was the only one with TV experience. And we were theater people. And on top of that, we were presenters. We weren't really producing people. And so... You know, we just took a leap of faith, you know, behind her. And we ended up uh, that first year just asking a community theater to help us with the production numbers and stuff, just so we had a sense of it. And then it just took off from there. I mean, I, re- I can remember the day after the first. I mean, I just cried. Oh we all gosh, just cried. I mean, it but was we cried just during, so... We did cry during. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> we always do. We always do. But, you know, it was interesting because when we went out with the concept and went to the, uh, the, the directors, the school directors, we had a lot of pushback. Yeah. A lot of pushback. They didn't like it because they said it was a competition. competition. And we said, well, don't you cast your shows? I mean, you know, competition. There, were, there was pushback. There were people that didn't participate. Um, and what I had heard about it, about the program, because one of the things I asked about to the other programs was, you know, well, it couldn't it just be a celebration? Does there have to be a, quote, winner? Because, you know, that made me a little uncomfortable at first. And they said that the first program, which is the Gene Kelly Awards, I hope the story's true because I tell it all the time, <laughs> uh, out in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. that they went to Kelly and said, we want to do this. We, could, we, we can do it as a celebration or we can do it, you know, like, just like the Tonys. And he said, you can only use my name if it's a competition because competition wow. breeds excellence and does it ever. And, and yeah. I'm also a believer personally that life is a competition. You know, I mean, it is, and and we're about we're about recognizing all of the programs, but we're also about recognizing excellence. And there's nothing wrong with knowing what goes into being excellent. 
how much sure. work it is. And that, to me, is so important that the kids, they rally around one another, yeah. but they also respect one another so much. They'll sit there and they'll go, oh, my gosh, look at that show. Yeah. And uh, those boys last year that I was sitting behind and a school was performing, and these two guys, they didn't know I was sitting right behind them in this, you know, at rehearsal, and this school performed, and these two looked at each other and went, Oh man, they're way better than we <laughs> And it's adorable, you know, but they all cheer for each other. It's really wonderful. You know, you did an interview with Lehigh Valley Live um, back in 2015 that I pulled. And uh, one of the questions was name your favorite Freddy's moment ever. And you said, My favorite Freddy's moment was the first year when Liberty High School students yep. stood up and cheered for Freedom High's performance on stage. Yeah, yep. that still makes me cry. That, that moment, because it still does. Um, it's okay to cry. I'm well, okay. in this community, uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, one of the towns, uh, Liberty and Freedom are co competitors. They're the two high schools in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and they're, they're competitors. Mm -hmm. And it's always been before this, you know, football and sports. And, you know, a Liberty person wouldn't be caught dead complimenting Freedom about anything, and vice versa. Wow. And when... Um, Freedom did that number mm -hmm. uh, guys and dolls, from Guys and Dolls, yeah. and it was it was just wonderful. And uh, I think I think that was right, right? And uh, but the first group who stood up and cheered for them was Liberty. They're competing high school. Yeah, and wow. I just lost it because all the things we hoped for about this you know, really have come true when it comes to the kids. There's this community that, now they all stand up for everybody all the yeah. time, and everybody's... And they go see up. each other's they shows. They go see each other's shows. They support each other. Yeah, and they We've never had an issue ever mm -mm. with any kind of fighting or no nothing. You know, that's, that's great. Um, I tell the story a lot, but I'm, as I had mentioned to you uh, earlier, Jamie, I'm, I'm a writer, and I... When you get into the professional area of, of writing, performing, anything with theater, it does become very competitive. And um, it, you have to learn that it's, it's so much better if you take an attitude of support mm -hmm. for your friends. Because there is the concept of winning, but if everybody wins all the time, there is no winning. And, and it's, it's nice when you're supportive of when your friends win or your peers win, because then they're going to be supportive of you when you win. It's uh, The other thing I wanted to say was that I'm, I am so neurotic that when I finally started having success, I had to go to therapy to be able to deal with it. <laughs> Seriously, I am that neurotic. But the, the, my therapist told me, she said, if you focus on the relationships at all times, you're going to have a great time in this career. Develop your relationships. Don't focus on competition or the no's, which is really hard not to. But yeah. you know, because we all we all feel feel that from time to time. But that is the single best piece of advice I have ever gotten on this journey. Well, you know, and that's great. And and you know what else is interesting about theater is that, um, and it reflects in the Freddies. I mean, you can you can get a great role in a show mm -hmm. one year. I mean, it's not, it's not like who can kick this ball and hit the wall. It's who excelled in the role that year. You, do you know what I mean? Sure, it's, and absolutely. So, so in terms of just that, I think the kids respect that, that, mm -hmm. you know, 
maybe my year, you know, that part was incredible. That kid who played that 70-year-old guy, mm -hmm. you know, was incredible. Not to say that all roles aren't demanding, but some of them are incredibly challenging. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just about that song you sang, one category is, but, you know, the acting, the, the, the whole role. We talk about that all the time because people see clips on television or they'll see um, one of our, our kids sing one song. You know, and it happens to me. I get home and my husband's like, that kid was robbed. You know? <laughs> and I keep saying, and we say this all the time to people, you're seeing one moment. You're not seeing the show in its entirety. You're not seeing what, what was involved in that performance. And the, the wonderful thing about the whole theater community and these kids is that I don't know of another thing, that another area like sports or scholarship or anything where everybody can participate. Sure. There's a role for everyone in theater, kind of like life. I mean, right. you know, you can be gorgeous or not, or tall, short. skinny, short. You can be, you know, fall over your own feet, but you can be great at the spotlight. I mean, you, you're a team, and you're, everyone's role is essential. I mean, you can have the most starring role in, the, role in the world, and if you're in the dark and the mic doesn't work, you know, you're nothing. And and so you know this teamwork oh, that these that. kids develop, and we always said from the day we announced this, we said you know there's just as much teamwork involved with putting on a high school show as there is with any other group thing that kids are doing in high school. Oh, and we absolutely. want the trophy cases to reflect that right. because it's all sports or, or scholarship yeah. or band or not that they're not wonderful, but you can just. But be, we want we wanted theater included, and so kids it never was who had never found that place where they were part of a community in high school. I mean, Jamie's heard me say this time blue in the face. I mean, high school can be awful, and if it you can. don't fit. And I mean, I can't even imagine now with social media, but right. back in the dark ages when I went to school, I mean, if you were kind of a nerd and you just didn't fit anywhere, boy, you really didn't fit. And we hear it from the kids all the time. Like, now they know it's coming. They know yeah. about the Freddies now from when they're young. But mm -hmm. in the beginning, yeah, it was like, it. man, I never had anybody that I was comfortable with. And you saw it in the film. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just this bonding and, and these relationships that are, they save your life in high school sometimes. Absolutely. Literally, they save your life. Indeed, you're right. So mm -hmm. it's way more than just being about showbiz. It's, this is really about life, and we see the parts of it that are just so moving. I, My mind is going to a Nobel Prize <laughs> organization. I'm serious. I mean, I think that you, you have made a major paradigm shift for these high school theater communities, and um, and you have put them, um, okay, pun intended, in the spotlight, and that has has brought about so much goodwill within your community, within the schools. That's it's just so amazing. And you're right; some of these some of these high schools are doing some really are you kidding? Difficult. Yeah. I mean, I have the list here: Jekyll and Hyde, Into the Woods. The Music Man, The Wiz, Singing in the Rain, High School Musical, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, The Little Mermaid, Big Fish, which I just saw for the first time in Washington, D.C. last year, How to Succeed in... I mean, these are difficult shows for professional actors and, um, and difficult roles. 
and, and uh, two things. One, it never would have happened without its being on television, which is really interesting because sure. the whole community sees it. Right. People who don't have a horse in the race, they just see it and go, oh my God, those are kids. You know, it, it, it's just, it's so empowering for the schools and, you know, for everybody. And I forgot the other thing, but um, it, it just, it, the community loves it. Yeah, and if I could sure. speak to that too about the uh, show selections, um, there's really been, with all the schools, this incredible change in not only what they're choosing to do, but what the teachers, uh, the directors are trying to challenge the kids with. I mean, sure. it just elevated to this whole different level. I mean, if you look at the first couple of years of shows, it's your standard high school musical shows. Oh, yeah. But you're right. I mean, we have a sideshow this year. We have a hunchback this year. With the producers. We had the producers. We had a superstar. I mean, they're they're challenging these kids, and it's remarkable what that does to the kids' performance level, that a director can say to you, I know you can do this. We had a small school this year, and I won't mention who it is, that the director took on a very challenging performance. And I, I thought, when I, when I heard that they were doing it, I thought, oh, I don't know how that's going to work. And I saw the production, and these kids were just amazing because they were told that they could be amazing. They were told that they could do this. Exactly. You don't have to not do this play because you are in this school. You get to do this play. Mm-hmm. And like that's, that's one of the things that makes it so remarkable and how it's changed under the last 16 years because and I don't I don't feel like the directors go about it saying I want to do this because I want to get a Freddy I think it's just a tide that happened where everybody's more dedicated and I don't want to say better just because they were never not better but it's a different they're going into a different level and the directors want that for the kids and they're getting more attention yeah, they're getting more attention, which helps them get support from the school. Uh, from yeah, the they're districts. no longer on the chop- chopping block. Yeah, they're not, you know, begging for something that. Yeah, um, I mean, some some are, and nobody ever seems to get enough funding in people's minds. But we created a little bit of a monster because what we do, and happily so, what we do is tell people go see these shows, support the kids. We don't have to tell them that. I mean, they people do it anyway because they want to see so that they'll sure. know the night of the Freddies and they go out in, in, in bands and, and these shows are selling out in the schools. We even feel it here because we're programming against them during Freddy season. And we'll look around and we'll be doing maybe a Broadway show yeah. that we thought was going to do a whole lot better and we're like, oh man, it's such and such <laughs> it's weekend, a big weekend at the high yeah. schools. Wow. <laughs> so we've created this competition for ourselves, but hap- like I said, happily so. But you know, it's funny, you found us in a very similar way to the way the, the movie guys found us. Um, one of the producers of Most Valuable Players uh, in Los Angeles works uh, scouting material for, for clients for movies. Uh-huh. And so he's on the internet a lot looking at things and he was, he was just sort of cruising around one night and, uh, and saw this production of Barnum and he thought it was the, the New York version, you know, the Broadway version. And he looked and, it, and, it was, and he's like, what is this? This is kids. These people are kids. They're teenagers. And that's how he found us. Wow. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That, that's great. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, I mean, I'm loving uh, the journey that the, uh, the, the show has taken. It's, it's just so cool, and it's just, it just keeps building upon itself and in good, positive ways. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. And I was looking over your uh, recipients from last year, and I thought, you know, one of the other things that's happening with these uh, students and their teachers some of these shows are are just so complicated. I mean, you got like You're in Town, Miss Saigon, Pippin. I mean, they're difficult shows. And I always think to myself when I see some uh, high school is going to do like a very complicated show, how are they going to do that? Mm-hmm. And they do it by being creative. And the creativity and, and thinking um, outside the box, I know that's an old tired phrase, but it's true, um, on how to make this work is so important because a lot of the stuff that's going to Broadway right now is different. It's, it's because these, these directors have, have uh, established their careers by, by thinking, I don't have that much money. I have to make this work. And when they do that, moments of genius occur. Um, I heard Jeffrey Holder speak one time about, about creativity, and this has always been true in my life and I would imagine in yours as well, where he said, "Being you know, not having any money is when you do your very mm-hmm. best work. Exactly. That's always been true with me. I mean, something that's well-funded, you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do this and how? And sometimes it fizzles, sometimes. But that's so true. And, um, yeah, we see that with the... I mean, they're, they're, what Jamie said before about... These kids aren't told you can't do this. They're, they're put in a place where we're going to do this. And they haven't heard anybody say, we can't do it because we don't have enough money, or we can't do this, or we can't do that. They find a way. And that, what better training for life is there? How about it? I mean, oh, absolutely. To, to have your own creativity as, a, as your, the main part of your toolbox in life. I mean, if everything's just the way it is and handed to you, not even just money. I mean, just mm-hmm. here's what we're doing, you know, year after year. You don't ever have to challenge yourself. And, and uh, I worry a lot about uh, social media and kids in general. Because I remember th- my childhood, you know, a lot of time was just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many people remember that about their childhoods, too. You know, laying in the grass, coming up with something to do. You know, that, that kind of creative thinking. And so much now is just there right. already. So I think when you can be in that area where you're doing something for the first time and you're figuring it out, that's where the greatness comes from. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, and not just with, um, with the arts, but also in business. Innovation. Uh, and, 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 absolutely. So even if um, some of these students aren't going to go into the arts, it's at least teaching them that it can be done. Yeah, it's a foundation. Right. Yeah. And, and I think most of our kids aren't going to go into uh-huh. the arts. 
I, I mean, I, I don't think they are. I think we have the 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 theater kids. Sure. Um, and we have an occasional switcheroo, which I'm sure the parents want to strangle us sometimes <laughs> when a kid who's going to be an accountant, you know. <laughs> says, no, I'm going into musical theater. Right. You know, and the fathers just look at me like I hate her. Um, um, but uh, in general, and this, this is what we say to the community, these are the, and we say it on the broadcast every year, these are the people who are going to be, who are going to be running this community. Oh, sure. Yeah. And we want them as healthy and creative and positive as they can be. You know, what could be better? This is our biggest resource, these kids. And our most important one. Oh, absolutely. They are the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to make them feel empowered. Right. And, and this is their community, their building. Absolutely. And their Freddie program. Yep. And they're, they're empowered, they're smart, they're creative, all of that. Okay, now we're actually in the theater. Yes. Where the Freddies takes place. <clears throat> and I have... I've had I've heard a story of how the Freddies was named the Freddies, and I have to tell you, um, it has me looking over my shoulder a bit. <laughs> I hope he's here. I hope he is. Can you please tell us how you came up with the name um, the Freddies? Our go every theater ha- respectable theater has a ghost, <laughs> and we do. And his name is J. Fred Osterstock. And uh, it was just seemed pretty obvious to us that we should name the program for him. He was never known as Freddy. I mean, it was, yeah. he was Fred the Ghost. He's famous. He's in all the ghost books. I knew about him long before I came here. I mean, everybody knows about Fred, but um, it just seemed the obvious thing to do. Now, Jamie, you said you've seen Fred. Have you um, seen Shelley? Fred? Shelley's, seen okay, Fred. so Shelley, you've seen Fred. I was in a Fred. group of people where. Um, we were, it was at, late at night, and I think it was after a board meeting for some reason, and we were in the, like, row, the middle row there, and a flash came down from there to what was the organ at the time mm-hmm. on this side, and um, we couldn't figure out, like, nothing happened to the light or anything like that. That was my one personal experience, but I know Shelley had a personal encounter. Yeah, with and, and it was funny. The other day, I didn't, I didn't even tell you this, um, I saw him in what we refer to as Fred's box, um, sitting, and he was looking at the stage, and uh, I was going by the door in the lobby on a day that the place was all locked up. There was nobody in the building. Of course, I mean, yeah. For sure, I know that. And the lights were on, and he was looking, and I, I kind of walked past it and came back, and, and I started down the aisle, like saying, sir, 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 and all of a sudden... And, and I thought, where do I know that guy? Because we've published pictures of yeah, him now, but back yeah. then we didn't. And I got back to the office, and I thought, I know that guy. I know him. And then I realized it was Fred. And just this past weekend, I was talking to a guy who's one of the firefighters up at the station up on the corner. And he said, you know, years ago, I used to work as a stagehand over there. And he goes, you know, I saw Fred. And he described the exact posture, spot, you know, everything. But... He's really famous. There have been a lot of episodes with him. A lot of the staff has seen him. Um, One with the Freddies. Do you want to tell the... Oh, <laughs> oh please do. Oh, yeah. Um, rehearsal. This is probably like 2004 or five. It was early on. And the, the gentleman who was running the opening number, um, they were rehearsing. And he stepped back, I guess, and fell off the stage. And the choreographer. I, oh I forget gosh. what had happened to him, but he ended in the hospital... 
was running beside the gurney. Yeah, he had like. But anyway, the kids were like, you know, in shock and like, oh my god! And then one of them looked at. I don't even know if the clock's still here anymore. There was a clock on the wall, and it was like running backwards. So they were all like, "It was Fred. Was Fred Fred did it? Fred Fred did it?" I was running next to him because um, he was choreographing the opening number. Sure. And he had broken ribs, a punctured oh, lung. Right. He's in the in the ER, and I'm sitting beside the gurney, going, "Do you have anything written down about what you were going to do?" <laughs> and he's like, "I can do it." And I mean, he's you know the machines, and I'm like, um, "Do we have a backup? Like, do you, did you plan any of this out?" He was kind of a spontaneous yeah. person. He's like, no, no, I'm going to be back. Well, he, he was. He was all bandaged up, and he finished it. But I just remember the terror of sitting there, like, what are we going to do? You know? I know, and that's always tempered with, are you okay? Is yes. everything going to be okay? <laughs> I don't think I asked him. <laughs> yeah, <we're gonna> be, <laughs> sidebar, um, is this written down anywhere? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> By the way, Fred the Ghost has his own Twitter account. Does he If you really? want to follow it, it's Fred the Ghost PA. No mm-hmm. way. Sure does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, do people post sightings on the Twitter account? Um, I don't think we've really had any. Well, you any. do Flat Freddy. Yeah, we you actually do, do. Well, we do this program every year during the high school shows where we have a Flat Freddy, like a Flat Stanley. So you can print it out and cut it out and take it to shows. So he gets around. Around. Or you can take it anywhere. You don't have to necessarily. But, it, but it's... it's, it, it's built to try to get people to go to the high school shows. And then you take a picture and you put it on Instagram or Facebook and you can win like a dress rehearsal tickets or something like that. Yeah. But it's fun. We do it every year and it's just a fabulous but thing. But you know, yeah. Fred terrified previous staffs. I mean, a lot of people left working here and I still run into them, you probably do too, who say, I couldn't work there. It was too creepy. It was just too creepy because they would hear noises and they would, you know, they really were scared of him. And I made a bargain with Fred the day I got the job here. I came into the empty theater. This, this is the truth. I came in, and I was standing over there, and I said, Fred, I know you're here. Because I had done TV shows about Fred, went back when I was at the TV station. The other, you know, and I said, I know you're here. And I said, and I need your help. I need it bad. <laughs> I wow. said, I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, if you take care of me, we'll be in this together and it'll pay off. You'll be famous. You'll be even more famous. And that's the other reason why I wanted to name it. Because he always takes care of us. Everybody here loves Fred. We've never had anything but a wonderful time with Fred. So you're like Fred's agent slash manager in a way. <laughs> a little bit. Sort of, right? He's a benefactor, that's right? for sure. But yeah, no, we, we, lo- we love him and we're very protective of him. And, we, you know, and we've learned a lot about him over the years from people that knew him. Because there were still people around that knew him. Yeah. And... Uh, so it's a fun, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it says that he, he lived uh, at the State Theater for a while. When the river there flooded. Was when flood, there was a yeah. flood in 1955 that covered the first floor of the house for several weeks, uh, setting up home in the office located to the right of the foyer. Yeah. He's one of my longer-term relationships, actually, in life. <laughs> in life. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love it. Um, how active are the communities with the Freddies? The school communities or the communities in general? Just the community in general. Well, I can tell you that in terms of the media community, um, I think that we really woke them up about how talented these kids are and that, in fact, people are interested in it when they would never cover them. You know, you get one little sure. thinky line. Now they're running feature stories and um, 
you it's know, referred to as Freddy season. It's referred to as Freddy season, and they run the schedules all the time. And wow, I mean, nice. so the impact that it's had on the 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 schools is great. And I know so many community members who have nothing to do with schools at all, who are like, "Yeah, I'm going to see that show," or "I saw that show," and "Wow, weren't they great?" And I love it. And people actually have groups, like groups of people, go together to different shows. But then they also have Freddy parties on the night. Like they're always the like, you yeah. know, we're having a Freddy party. I don't want to see it. And I want to be in front of my TV with my friends. And, it's and just so then if you've whole... gone and seen a lot of shows, right. you can also be, you know, those are some people who really get into it. You know, wow. like they have yeah. their particular favorites. And it's not just the Lehigh Valley. I mean, regionally, the TV station reaches a lot more. Like I have family in uh, down in Bucks County. And my aunt's like, it's on my calendar every year. Not because... They just found it one day. Actually, right. they didn't even realize I was involved. And they're like, "This is so cool." You it know goes what I mean? To Philly and, and into New Jersey, and I mean, yeah. and, and then on, they stream it live. So there are people all over right. the world example, who can watch it. New York can watch it at WFMZ.com on May twenty fourth. It's streamed live as well as broadcast live. Yeah. Wow, that so, is so cool. What about yeah. local businesses? Do they get involved? Do they? We have very good support from sponsors. Um, we have from the beginning, and we have a lot of sponsors who have been there for the last 16 years from the beginning, mm -hmm. um, including the media and corporations, and sometimes personal people who just want just maybe donate. to donate um, in, in somebody's honor, or we, we do have a sort of a, a campaign where people can give smaller amounts of money, and it's always been very well funded for us. One thing that was important um, when we first started, because uh, Jamie and I both, I mean, I've worked on lots of things in this community over the decades, and media wants to, a particular media will say, I'll support something, but I have to be the exclusivity, only. Yeah. I want exclusivity. And we made it clear from the jump, which was very prescient on our part. Mm -hmm. No exclusivity. No nope. exclusivity. That's smart. It's for the kids. It's for everybody. And, and the so. mantra of the Freddies when we make decisions about the program is always the same. What's best for the kids? Sure. What's best for the kids? And that keeps us absolutely focused. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, because some people, not even realizing, you know, they'll want the kids to do something with their product or something. We're yeah, always, no. Nope. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would never, that would never even enter my mind. Watching the show or thinking about it, that's a really interesting piece mm -hmm. of information. Yeah. Wow. It'll never happen. <laughs> that's wild. Um, tell us a little bit about the judging process. Um, it starts, actually, the whole Freddy sort of season for us starts, it's about a nine-month process, and it starts with evaluators in September. Um, we actually um, do an interview process. We, you know, we put it out to the community, and there are some people that do come back, um, for a few years, we like to keep it fresh and Is sort of interviewing rotate for, for to become evaluators. It's all volunteer, yep. uh -huh. which is remarkable because of the amount of time that they have to give up. Oh. And we end up usually around thirty volunteers or so to make the program happen. Um, we have official evaluators. There's it's kind of complicated. Six of them have to see every show officially, and we also make sure that every every evaluator sees at least 14 shows overall. Wow. And that's because of the end process, which is the discussion. 
and the voting. And that's the most important part, that they're educated on as many shows as possible so that they can have a good discussion in the end, which is about three or four hours of discussion yeah. at the end to get to that three or process. Four. It's longer than that. <laughs> yeah. um, and there, one thing that's really, um, really important that people don't understand the process. No matter how many times we explain it, they don't understand it. There are also two staff people that see every show just to have a, they're not evaluators. Jamie's one of them. Just, Jamie just Frank. to make sure everybody's just talking about sure. the same well, thing. Well, yeah. and then if you get an evaluation that's completely haywire, that makes right. no sense. You know, we've got a we've got a baseline of of knowledge. Um, but smart. the but the evaluators, if say you're an evaluator and you go see a show, within 48 hours you have to do a very extensive evaluation and have it back here. Um, within 48 hours. Within 48 wow. hours. But you're alone. You can't, you don't talk to anybody else. That's part of what you agree yeah. to. You don't, so there's no like meeting where people decide who the nominees are going to be. That doesn't happen. All of that comes back to us, which is then processed and the nominations come from that. So the first time the evaluators sit down around a big table and see each other face to face and discuss these things are when the nominations have already been announced. They didn't know. So, you know, that's, that adds to the, it isn't just a bunch of people deciding. Yeah. And so then there's one final meeting, the one that Jamie's talking about, which is always like, I always um, equate it to choosing a pope, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the doors close, and the Canyonback guys, we would not let them shoot this. That no. drove them crazy. Um, we wouldn't let them in the room. The filmmakers, uh, right. most valuable players. Right. Yeah. And so category by category, you know, and, and it's, there, it's discussed and people lobby for certain things and educate one another. It's, it's excruciating, the process. They then vote by a silent vote, which we collect, and they don't see that. They watch it on television along with everybody else and see right. who, who receives the Freddie. Wow. There's only three of us There's who know. There's three of us that know. Wow. Are, are two of you... Are the two of you part of the three? Are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to ask a sort of out-of-school question. No, no, no. That's okay. But it's not shared with anyone. So, um, and I tend to, because I don't see the school shows, because we decided early on that because people know who I am with the Freddies or knew then, you know, that I was running the theater, I either had to see them all or see none. Right. Because nowadays especially... Mm -hmm. If I would, if if certain, they read the tea leaves in ways that yeah. like, oh, you know, I started talking to so and so. They must be they must be nominated. It's like no, no, that's not what the process is. So, I don't see the shows. So I'm really the the rules. When you know when there's a close call, I get called in to help figure it out. And um, so all during rehearsals and everything, I don't even want it. I don't even want to know the results. I mean, I know them, but I was there, but. I put that out of my head because I don't want to know. I just, they're all here and I get to just something love tells, everybody up. Something tells me you stay busy enough without seeing all of the shows. Well, And, and, and plus it's, it's objective. It, it, it has a party. Uh, you have somebody who, yes. who you can go to who has sort of, who levels the playing field. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. There's, there's got to be one person who 
you know, just kind of says, okay, yeah. you know, uh, about the, the rules, so to speak. Yes, you're right. And so I don't get emotionally involved on the macro level. Right, that's, that's so smart. And, well, it's, I think probably most people. It's hard not to. Like, it's, oh, it's really hard not to. But oh, if I'm you sure. don't see any of them, that makes it a little bit easier. Oh, absolutely. Her, you know and when I mean? they come here for rehearsals, they're not in their costumes. Yeah. So, so I don't, don't know, know what roles they were are. or who they were. I just love them all. Because if I were one of the, I mean, I'd be afraid to talk to somebody and without talking to somebody else, you know, it's just, it's easier for me to just love them all. Now you talked about uh, reading the tea leaves, quote unquote. Is is there a lot of, of like, Armchair quarterbacking, oh, yeah. and, and they're like all wrong. Guessing they're and everyone. All, we saw oh, the one yes. guy in Most Valuable Players who was talking about the metrics. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he thought that because there's it. They're always wrong. They're always wrong. I don't think anybody's ever come no. up with anything. No, and there's a lot of rumors, and it, it gets really heated wow. right after nominations are announced. That's when, or we even get. after the show, the one year, yeah. the one of the the local uh, newspapers said. There were nominees, but there were right. no recipients from, from New, New Jersey. Jersey. And New Jersey, they tried to make, they called me and they said, what do you think? I said, no story, guys. No story. And they spent a lot of time and kind of went out with, there's really no story. Mm -hmm. You know, it just didn't happen for anybody in New Jersey this year. You know, I mean, there were nominations. But it was like, oh yeah, well, this many years there were people from Pennsylvania, and then this other year, and when the moon's out, and the you know, and the weather's bad, you know, it, it's, you know, it's like any conspiracy theories in life. You know, sometimes the truth just isn't interesting enough that no. it's as fair as we can possibly yeah. make anything in theater. Because, you know, we always say too. I mean, we have a show here. We do have a, another job, which is presenting shows here. Sure. And I can have people who go out and say to me on the way out, that was the best thing I ever saw, best night of my life. And then the next day I'll get two phone calls at my desk of people going, that was that the was worst, the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. I want my money back. <laughs> That's theater in general. Yeah. yeah. As so, somebody yeah. who gets reviews on a regular basis, right. it happens that way. And my yeah. favorite example is, you know, who won the year that Music Man and West Side Story were nominated against each other in the Tonys. Do you know the answer to that? Um... I'm going to say only because it feels controversial, Music Man. You're right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I use it as an example because everybody says, well, West Side Story. And it's like, no, the Music Man, you know? And Music Man's a wonderful show. You it know, is, they both yeah. are. How do you pick? How do you pick? Well, that year, that's the one that got the Tony, you know? So it, it's all very subjective. Life is subjective. Yeah. Unless it's math. Right. And, and Science. a lot of it just Science. depends upon... Well, well you... <laughs> I never know. Uh. A lot of it depends upon um, really almost like the uh, the climate, the social climate oh, of yeah. the world at the time. Absolutely. What, what do people want? Um, um, I asked on, on, on some of the shows that I have on a question of what do you think people are looking for in theater right now? And a lot of them say... You know, some people say, oh, they want politics. They want a social analysis. A lot of people say, we just want to be entertained. Mm -hmm. yep. I want to go to the theater, and I want to laugh. And these are like, uh, like executive directors and creative directors mm -hmm. of, of theater companies. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. They want big. They want lush. So 
fun. They want to forget about a lot of stuff exactly. that's going on. And exactly. that's the beauty of theater. And you're right. And, you know, I'm sure there's lots that you would know far better than we, that there are conspiracy theories about the Tonys, conspiracy theories about, you know, who was supposed to win and it's all fixed. There, there'll be people in this town that'll say, yeah, it's all fixed. Mm -hmm. It's all fixed. It's not. That just tells me that you've arrived. Well, really, that's the exactly. way we try to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when they're, you know... Uh, when they're shooting at you. Shooting at you, you know, conspiracy theories, theories, trash talk, things like that. <laughs> that's what my niece tells me. She's like, well, Uncle Sean, that just means that you've arrived. Yeah, she's like, right. All right. Listen to her, she's right. <laughs> she is. She's, she's, she's a millennial, and she understands things that... <laughs> that uh, none of us way understand. 52 are <laughs> way over my head. Um now, you give out a lot of awards for performance um, and production, but you also give out uh, special awards and scholarships, mm -hmm. which is terrific. $1 million in scholarships from 2003? That is amazing. Can you tell our listeners about some of those special awards and scholarships? Last year, two kids got a full ride. In college, $95,000 scholarships. Wow. I mean, here's the best part. One for performance. One, one for, for, tech. for tech. Oh, I love that. It was the second year they did it. The first year they just did performance. And then the following year they were like, we have to do tech. And yeah. we were like ecstatic because we love the tech kids so much. And we know that they're always in the background. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and they're so important, as Shelley said before. Indeed. To the production. And so... These are life-changing yeah. scholarships. I mean, life these are changing. kids who would have never gotten to go to mm -hmm. WVU and study tech, theater tech, you know. Um, and remember, Annie, get your gun. She wasn't going to go to yeah, college. There was a, a, a girl um, who couldn't really afford to go to college and ended up getting a scholarship with uh, DeSales University locally, and she's thriving there now. In, in theater? In theater. Mm -hmm. In life-changing. Was that last year? No, that was a few years. A few ago. years ago, yeah. and she's told the story. So, yeah. so you have the the, the Sales University scholarship. Uh, you have the uh, the West Muhlenberg. Virginia ones are the Muhlenberg, Muhlenberg, Muhlenberg. College, yeah, East Stroudsburg University Musical Theater Scholarship, Northampton Community College Scholarship, Civil Theater Outstanding Student Director Award and Internship, and then the R. Richard now, am I pronouncing that correctly? Foundation Cash Award. I mean, that's that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and so you're not just giving out awards, you're, you're giving out futures. And those, yeah. you're absolutely right. I love that. I love that. We have to remember that. And an interesting part of that is not one penny of that money stays with us. It's just completely Would that it did. Out. Would that we had raised a million dollars. <laughs> but I mean, it, goes, it passes right through here. We don't keep any of it. Wow. So for that alone, the program is enormously important. Yeah, and we also do a community impact award which has been really important to the schools. It's an application process where they talk about what they've done for the community over the year. Because a lot of the theater departments do a lot of things in the community. Um, and Just Born, the candy makers of the Peeps, they're local. They present an award, as you know. Yeah, and or they give um, $1,500, I believe, mm -hmm. cash to the school programs. And we've had some school programs that are very small and have no money win that award, and it just changes everything. It, it changes the next year for them. You know, oh, to yeah. have that. That's fifteen hundred dollars at mm -hmm. school at a school that doesn't that isn't you know uh, in a wealthy neighborhood. That's that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That makes that makes a huge difference. Yep. 
Plus, the peep usually makes an appearance in the show. The peep does make an appearance. Oh, my gosh. Are you, so tune in. Are you Well, kidding? the first time the peep was here, um, the peep came out with uh, the vi- one of the marketing director, I guess. And he, he brushed against the peep like to get to the microphone, and the peep tripped on a platform yeah. and completely fell down. There was this outrage. The audience, every, there was this, and everyone stood up, and the peep, like, raised its hand like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And there was this huge ovation. It went viral. The moment went viral. Um, you I have mean, to look it up. It's Freddie hilarious. Awards peep. It'll probably come up on it's YouTube. It's hilarious. Peep at Freddie Awards. Wow. Oh, yeah, We're all backstage Everybody was like, peep down, peep, peep down. down. And the next peep. day when I came in, there was a chalk outline on the floor. <laughs> so every year they come and they're like, how do we top that? You know, well, you kind of don't. Yeah. Some, something tells me you have to work the phrase peep down into <laughs> into your vocabulary we here try. and make it, other than, make it mean something other than yeah, the, yeah, peep the peep down. Yeah, <laughs> a peep down moment. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of the things that in the in Most Valuable Players that really got to me oh boy, was a tribute comes. to a very special gentleman. Can you please... If it's not too painful, talk about him. We miss him every single yeah. day. He's That's fair here. to say. Yeah, every single day. Tell, tell he, he was the heart name, and soul, Vic Kuma, mm-hmm. um, a real character, uh, a, an amateur theater performer, beautiful voice, beautiful tenor beautiful voice, tenor. and um, Vic was our first when we put this whole thing together and everybody was getting a job that they didn't want. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Everybody was getting assigned a role in this, I mean, a, which they had no idea was going to turn into a, another whole job. Right. You know? But um, Vic loved, loved kids, loved performance. and He was in community theater. He was in community mm-hmm. theater. He was our volunteer coordinator. Loved people. Vic loved people. And so he seemed like the right person to be the Freddie coordinator, the person who would be our inter- intermediary with the school, the schools. And uh, he was the hub of the wheel mm-hmm. of this program. And um, he was, first of all, dearly loved as a person, but he, he knew, I said in the, in, you know, when we talked about him that night, he knew every kid, every kid's name, every role, um, our opening number has four kids from each school participating, which puts it at a maximum of about 120. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there were always more <laughs> in the opening number. I wow. mean, I would never know why, you know. And, um, but he was just an amazing person. And I'm and looking at the stage. I'm sorry. If, <laughs> there, were, in my if mind. there had been, uh, I mean, we, we we continue on and honor his memory every day. And he was and he and he was a great friend of all of ours. But he also, if he hadn't been at that hub, I don't know that we would have. Yeah, it he was really the heart. Same. He was the everything. Heart. He's the one I think that we learned that we really need to just take care of the kids. Yeah, and um, and yeah. Uh, and he was diagnosed. It was just bizarre when um, the film crew came to do to shoot Most Valuable Players, and they were here for months. Um, you can tell, yeah. The, it, it rather shortly in. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed with malignant melanoma, metastatic malignant melanoma. And um, he knew, he knew. And when he, we talked about it the day he was diagnosed. I mean, it was a pretty obvious outcome, but, but he didn't want to, he just, I mean, he came to where he, he left his desk here and went to hospice and died a few days later. 
it was couldn't just keep away. couldn't keep him away. <laughs> and Amy was just an amazing human being. And um, I think about him all the time. Uh, and he personally, you can you have your own memories, but I mean, he changed how I look at how I look at life and how mm-hmm. I look at death. I mean, he had profound impact on me um, in his living and in his dying. When we go on sale with our season, oh. we have a member sale, and people camp out. It's like every August. And Vic would, when the sun came up, he would sing, Oh, what a beautiful morning, to the people in line That's every in the movie, year. Isn't oh, it? yeah, it's in the movie. It's in the movie, yeah. Yeah. And the thing, he was so brave, too. I mean, the thing with the movie, the producers were very sympathetic to him and did not, they asked, you know, is it okay if we talk about this or shoot this? Because they weren't going to do it if he said no. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Well, and he, um, that's right now. I remember when they first came in to meet us and talk to us and start their shooting. And then they left and they were coming back mm-hmm. for, for, for the last six or eight weeks or however long it was. This was before Vic was diagnosed. The, when they first came and saw everyone's roles and learned about the Freddies. And I said, this is the guy that you need to follow. He's the one you need to follow around. Because he, he touches all of our departments. And so they were, when they came back and they'd shot some footage with him already, that's when they had this, like, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, he's the guy we're following mm-hmm. the most and what are we going to do? And they, they came to me and they said, if he doesn't want us to... But, you know, he saw his life... He had, you know, he had... We talked about this when... We, he, his memorial service was here on the stage, and, which was a real labor of love and a great cathartic evening mm-hmm. for all of us. But he, he, um, the day after his diagnosis, he lived his life exactly the same way he lived it before. I mean, he was here Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. He was the guy that bought the lottery tickets. He was the guy that got the lunch (laughs) order. I mean, I mean, but everything interacted with people and stuff. But, you know, and so to some people, you know, they would say he had a small life, but he had the biggest small life I've ever known of anybody. He impacted more people in his life than famous performers Mm -hmm. or, you know, and he showed, he, he was an example of, of loving your life, you know, a lot of people, if they were told, get your affairs in order, because that's what he was told, Yeah, mm-hmm. would quit and go around the world, or who knows what any of us would do, but he just cherished every minute of his life and, 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 and lived it as long as he could, and I mean, what better example, and he yeah. was a person of great faith, um, and other people might have been challenged by that. But, you know, I have one. can I just tell you one little anecdote of about Of course, Vic? yes. It's one of my favorite stories. Sure. Um, he was just, he loved everybody. And he never had a bad moment with anybody. He was too nice sometimes. You know, like I said, he would, you know, he was, he was very accommodating to people, patrons. Because <laughs> when you're in sometimes this business, you get really <laughs> irked sometimes with people. Oh, and, yeah. But Vic never did. Well, we had a day that there was supposed to be a cancellation. It was weather. It was one of these days that was just a nightmare. The show was coming, then they weren't, then they were late, then they were, you know, and people were mad and we were putting a message out. Yes, the show's on. Well, now no, the show's not. And it was just one of those days. And it was snowing and the second show was going to happen. It was the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. And this car pulled up out front and this belligerent guy was like, I had tickets for the morning show. You lied. You know, you're doing the second one. You lied. 
and Vic used an expletive, <laughs> um, apparently, and said something to the guy. And the expression ends in off. And um, so anyway, a little bit later, I didn't know that any of this. And um, he comes into my office. This was before he was sick, you know, and he, um, or knew he was. Anyway, he came into my office and he goes, I have to talk to you. He closed the door. He said, I think you're going to fire me. And I said, what? And he said, I told a patron to mm, off. And I just started laughing because, you know, I know, I knew him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm sure that it was well deserved. <laughs> and in fact, when the patron called, I said, look, I got to tell you something. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, I know. And you, I'm sure you deserved it. But anyway, so when Vic was, let's segue to months later, months later, Vic's diagnosed with this awful thing. And uh, I guess part of his process was that he was going to undo wrongs in his life. And so... Make amends. The only thing he had was to find this guy. Oh, my <laughs> <his> God. patron. <laughs> and apologize wow. to him. And he found him, and the guy was just, like, horrified. He felt so bad, you know, about the whole thing. But that's Vic in a nutshell. I mean, that... Yeah. I don't know. My list would be a lot longer oh, than that. Oh, I don't even, I, Where do I start? Yeah, that's the way I would look at it. But he was just precious. And we, we, we were able to have him... And there's an award name for him, yeah, mm-hmm. which is very Soul prestigious. The kids really want to get it. Yeah, it's a big deal, you know. Wow. Well, I've I've heard it's the three L's in life: live, love, and leave a legacy. And it sounds like that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And he was focused on that. And he was, and that's that to me is a huge, amazing life. It really is because it. It indicates character and integrity, and um, it, it's oh. which makes me feel like he is absolutely perfect for this organization because what I've heard from you is we really protect the integrity of our show. We really protect its reputation. Mm-hmm. We think about it. We want the best, and we want the best for the future, literally the future. And I think that that's just, I mean, it's overwhelming me a little bit to say it because it's so necessary, it's so needed. Well, thank you. (laughs) And, you know, there's another whole part of it that um, the kids who write to us privately, Mm. you know, there's a whole part of this that when, when, when I was talking before about the kids that are kind of the... The theater kids, you know, Mm -hmm. the ones who are stars, who are used to being center stage, you know, Mm -hmm. have been in the show forever and everything. And then you have these kids that, uh, it was two years ago. I mean, I hear from them all the time, so does Jamie, where they say, you know, I didn't have it. I didn't have friends. I didn't feel cool. Um, they kid about feeling really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the theater. Now the theater kids are the cool ones at school. You know, instead would, of, it used to I be the football so. team. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I'll get these these emails and and letters from kids, or, or or they'll tell me about their lives. And I think it was two years ago. So the program's very well established. And and uh, I got home. It was I don't know two in the morning, and I was all still all keyed up. You know what that's like. I trying do to indeed. Settle yes. down and go to sleep and. I got this long email from someone who was clearly a parent of a child that did not get whatever the parent wanted, you know, and it was one of these long, awful, you know, 
you know, it was, it's crooked, you know, and you're hurting children. It's just this long thing, which is unusual to get now at this point in the program, frankly. I and I read it, and I was sat there thinking, and, you know, don't let it get you, you know. Just don't let it get you. Just go to sleep, you know. Like you said, you've made it when you get this, right. you know. And <laughs> not still. 15 minutes later, my phone dings, and it's a kid who proceeds to tell the story of, because the point of this parents thing was you're hurting these kids, you're setting them up to fail, you know what it's like for kids who come and then they don't win and you know all this thing. And this, this email was this kid saying, you know, I, I'm in theater, my school wasn't nominated for anything, but I was there, you know, cheering on all my friends because I've been in the program now, I've been part of it, you know, for two years. And, and then at the very end of it, he said, you know, I really struggled and I, I was considering taking my own life. And, and then when I got involved in this community, you know, I found my place. And tonight was such a thrill. It was just a thrill to be there and see it all and have it happen. And I thought, well, thank you, Lord. You know, I mean, the timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also that's what we see that other people don't see is these backstories. You know, one student years ago, and I, I remember it was, wasn't it Vic who told us the story of the kid who went out for a show and his father knocked him out? Because he said, you know, what are you, gay? And his father, like, beat him up. And the kid stayed in the show, you know, and was in the Freddies. And, you know, these backstories that you just think, oh, my God. You know, we were part of something that was there mm-hmm. to support. When they needed it, yeah. Support them when they needed it. High school's hard. And I think it's harder now with social media. I mean, when I was a, a nerd and did something embarrassing, it was over. The moment right. was over. You could at least go back to school the next day and think, well, maybe everybody forgot right. you know, that now I fell everywhere. on my rear and my underwear was showing you. But now 10 people have taken a picture yeah. of it. And posted it to six different forms of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those are the things that we value the program for. It's not about trophies. You know, it's about and the opening number kids. too, like the oh. rehearsals, the kids in the it's four kids from each school. It doesn't matter if you were nominated. Or well, they not. don't know they're chosen before the nominations come out. Right, and um, the, the rehearsals rehearsals start the night of nominations, and they go for two weeks. I mean, and these kids come in, and first of all, a lot are excited to see each other because they've already met each other at right. each other's shows, but. The relationship that develops between these kids in two weeks is really palatable. I mean, it's just they support each other and they love each other and they're pretty much lifelong friends. They stay friends. I was say, that and, yeah. you know, there's never anybody standing in a corner by themselves, ever. I have never witnessed that. I've never, seen that. never seen somebody sit, you know, by, by their lonesome in the house. I mean, they're always with a group together. Groups. and. That two weeks, I think, is so important to them, and it's not just about performing on TV for them. It's like, the oh, night, there's other people like me. Four T-shirts of a show, and then on a chair, and four more T-shirts, and four more T-shirts yeah, yeah. where they're from their schools, and they're sitting in a big circle. And by the end of the night, they're all... It's all blended together. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's terrific in itself. Yeah. Wow. What... What good feels you must have. I mean, I know that it's... It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's a lot of work. I was going to say, it's probably Our families a lot. don't see us for two <laughs> months, sure. usually. Well, and this one who's at every show. But, Did you see last weekend six? I saw six. Yeah, there were six. 
You saw six full musicals last, last weekend. weekend. There's two more weekends that are like that too, with six show musicals. Because you have to think, it's 29 musicals in two months, and we're still losing theater here. You know, lose Easter, and we've had two snowstorms. <laughs> so it's all that sort of juggling of, oh, um, and it's it's tiring. And then you get to the production; you have to produce the show and do all that stuff. But every single time I go on Thursday night for first rehearsal, it that all goes away. I mean, it's just, just like here we are. Happening. It's like wow, these kids we are look here, at each other and we go. <laughs> and and you know the cast changes every year. Of course. Yeah. So it, the format's pretty solid, and we don't mess with it much. And uh, but the, the 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 cast changes, so it's always new kids. And just when you'll have like some kid who's a phenom, you know, who's just cleaned up year after year, and you think nobody could be that good. It's like everything else, you know. Right? In walks some kid. kid who says, "I tried out this year for the first time. You know, I was never in anything. I didn't know anything. You know." And, and the kids and look, they're like, where did you come from? Right. The kids where have you been? No, <laughs> the kids know Shelly from TV and from social media of the Freddies. So they get excited like to meet her or see her and like, oh my God, I'm here. Oh my God, I'm at the State Theater. The State Theater is iconic to them because of the show. Um, we actually have to the Shelfie. You can take a shelfie with with Shelly. <laughs> they asked me for that. And post it. It's cute. Yeah. But, Are you yeah. serious? But it's Kids? that kind of Great. thing where you see their face light up for whatever reason. You know what I mean? That they're amazing. here. It's and those are the feelings that you hang on to. Well, the think rest about of it. The kid that's uh, sixteen this year, yeah, has watched. Because we have a big viewership of toddlers and little kids. Right. No, seriously, they watch the whole, and their parents mm-hmm. will say to us, people have no association with us, you know, they'll say, we watch it every year because our kids, you know, dance. They love to see the teenagers. And oh, they'll yeah. dance, and yep. they'll tape it, and they'll play it again and again and again. So if you've grown up with that, and then you're, and here. Then you're here. It's like the it's show. It's like, oh, look, it's, it's the, the lobby. Oh, look, <laughs> And they're just adorable. They're adorable. You just want to eat them up. They're so cute. Oh, that's amazing. What advice or words of encouragement do you have for our up-and-coming theater artists that work with your program or just in general around the United States and the world? I have a, a, my youngest daughter loves theater, is, is in theater, and she's in middle school now. And I think one of the very difficult things for kids is they love stardom. They see it every day. I mean, they see people, ordinary people who get reality shows now all of a sudden are stars. And so it's always been that way, but I think now it's worse with social media that kids think that they need to be the star. And I always try to tell her, do you understand how important you are as an ensemble member? Do you understand how important it is for the tech people? Because she was in-house the first year. She didn't mm-hmm. get cast. Um, and I, I think about that every time I see a show, that each kid that participates, and I don't care what you do, you're the most important thing to that show. And it was funny, because I asked you about BroadwayCon before, and we saw, um, I did take my daughter, and we saw a Leslie Margarita talk. And I Leslie, love her. Leslie gets a lot of ensemble stuff, or she has had a lot of ensemble work. She's amazing. And she actually said, ensemble's the best thing to ever get, because you're, you're always doing something oh, yeah. and switching roles, and it's very challenging, but it's never noticed. And I feel like that's what I want kids in theater to know, that... Every single part 
is the most important. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're not the star. I know you want to be the star, but you can't always be the star, but that doesn't mean you're less important. Great advice. Shelley? That's incredible, of course. And um, I think for, for, from where, where I sit, kids don't understand. And part of it that Jamie was talking about, about the being the star, you know, they'll be so disappointed if, you know, if, if, if you're doing Sound and Music, everybody wants to be Maria, you know, and, and, and they'll feel rejected, mm -hmm. you know, despondent if they don't get that part. But people are looking, it's like a job interview. People are looking for something. It doesn't mean you aren't any good. Mm -hmm. That wasn't where you could do your best work. You know, that's, isn't, that role maybe wasn't where you were going to thrive. Sure. And I think it's, and part of it, which isn't just theater, I think we try very hard to be very kind around here and kind with the kids. And they're kind to each other that we can see. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that is important to remember as, as people go through life, not just theater, but kindness can be in short supply. And you never, you always reap the reward by being kind. You always do. And if it means sharing the stage with somebody else and appreciating their work and letting your own ego go and saying, you know, how can I help that person? How can I be a great ensemble member or a great crew member and help that person be better? Sometimes you don't learn that till you're old, you know, the yeah. value mm -hmm. of a yeah, kindness and what it can mean. And that's really any field. But that's what I feel like when I, when I see all these kids and the way they appreciate one another and how good they are to one another under our roof. I just hope they can take that with them and see the rewards of that. It's a terrific start. It really is. It's, it's, it's amazing. By the way, um, if you ever want to follow someone on social media who has a great perspective on show business, it's Leslie Margarita. <laughs> she, she tracks her ups and downs. She's got a great attitude yeah, about everything. She really does. She's, 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 she's terrific. wonderful. Um, well, that's that's such great advice, and and again, tracks back to relationships. You're creating relationships. You're supporting them. You're you're building them, and a lot of these people are going to be friends, uh, no matter what, no matter where they go. Even if if someone goes into acting and someone goes into accounting, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, then. They're still going to be friends, and and you can stay in community theater your whole life. Exactly, if you want to, mm -hmm. so you could be an accountant and be in. You're community not going to be theater. playing football, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, I mean, let's face it. You can take this with you. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> oh, you play flag football or you know touch football, but pick yeah, up but basketball game when you're yeah. But <laughs> then there's hips and yeah, you exactly. know and pulling muscles and stuff. Um, okay, before we go, can you please give our audience your social media information yes sir okay we have state theater social media on facebook twitter and instagram they are all state theater pa and theater is t-h-e-a-t-r-e -E. theater with an r-e folks and if you want to follow the freddies on instagram it's the freddie awards and on facebook and twitter it is freddie awards um also, if you'd like to watch the show live, even if you're not in the viewing area of WFMZ, go to WFMZ.com, May 24th, 7 o'clock, and you can watch it live. That's terrific. Now, also, 
donate, please go to, I believe it's freddieawards.org, right. where you can you can click on the donation page yes. and donate. Donate, donate, donate. It's a wonderful organization, um, and I definitely encourage you to give. Give well. These are nice people. Thank They're you doing for that. something great and <laughs> Thank wonderful. You like I said, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm thinking Nobel Prizes in my head. <laughs> um, and also to uh, access Most Valuable Players, what I did was I went to Netflix. I searched yes. theater documentaries, um, so it will come up that way. And also, you can search mo- most valuable players with an S on the end. Yes. I'm telling everybody to make sure that you do with the S on the end. But it's so popular, it kind of comes up right away oh, and in the top left-hand corner of my search, just so you know. Very nice. Yes, absolutely. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure, ladies. For Thank us, you too, so Sean. much oh. for being on your program as your team. Thank you for finding it and loving it. Oh, Anybody I'm... that loves it, we love. Oh, well, thank you. You started out on the right foot. Oh, good, good. I, I feel the love. I feel like we should be sitting at a heart-shaped table <laughs> instead of a round table. Um, thank you for being with us, creator and executive producer Shelley Brown and PR representative and producer Jamie Balliott of the Freddies. Well, folks, the 11 o'clock number has been sung and the bows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. Once again, thank you, Shelley and Jamie. You were amazing and wonderful, and I'm so glad I got to do this. It's so wonderful. Um, you can find more episodes of Your Program Is Your Ticket at facebook.com backslash Your Program Is Your Ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at Program Ticket. The website is yourprogramisyourticket.com. I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate me, rate me a review, subscribe, helps my profile, and I appreciate it. So, there we go. Folks, take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. And until our next show, good night, theater people, and curtain. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.